Hey everybody, welcome to episode 106 of This Week in Marvel, the official podcast of Marvel.com and the Marvel Universe. I'm your pilot, Ben Morse, editor of Marvel.com. Joining me in the co-pilot seat this week is... Blake Garrett. Hello, everyone. How are you, Ben? I'm great, man. How are you? I hate asking that when I already asked you that this morning. It's okay. It's it's a show. Uh, Ryan is off this week. He's at the Creative Editorial Summit for the fall semester, I guess we'll call it. Hopefully he'll have some cool stuff to share with us when he's back next week. But Blake and I have got this covered. We're going to talk about all the comics that came out this week. We're going to share some news going on. And we're going to get to all your comments, which of course you can send to us using the hashtag... This Week in Marvel, all in one. And if you're not already, make sure you do the Reading Club for next week, which is um, Avengers Disassembled. It's up there on Marvel Unlimited, and use the hashtag TwimURC to get in on that. We're going to kick things off right. Blake is thumbing through the very first comic that came out this week, and now he is going to talk about it. Uh, The first comic is Amazing X-Men number one written by Jason Aaron, art by Ed McGinnis. Um, I guess the big news here is Nightcrawler's back, which people have been asking for. This is awesome. Um, there's a big, like, issue between him and Azazel. Yep, that's his dad. And uh, have Firestar comes into the mix somewhere. Nightcrawler's not back yet-ish, but it looks like he's coming back and it's obviously a great character for the x-men so oh and wolverine and uh storm have kind of a they're kind of they're together blake they are but it's like they got too much pda little pda you know yeah just to expand on what blake's saying already uh we find we pick up the issue with nightcrawler in what looks to be a paradise realm because he died a few years ago uh he's trying to figure out his way around there he's a little conflicted and Azazel, who's his dad, who's a demon, comes storming in with a bunch of his little demon helpers, and they are going to wage a war on this place. We cut down to Earth, where Firestar is having her first day as a teacher at the Jean Grey School. I was a big fan of that. I'm a big Firestar fan, going back to New Warriors in the 90s, and she's great in this issue. She's a great kind of like entry point character. And Jason Aaron does what he usually does, where he balances kind of the drama and the emotions of oh my god nightcrawler's back stuff's going on but there's a lot of humor in this book there's a lot of funny stuff with firestar and iceman as blake said with storm and wolverine azazel looks like he's gonna be a crazy villain and the art by ed mcginnis is just bonkers it's really yeah. big really action-packed it's some nice fights here but it's just a really fun book uh if you like wolverine and the x-men which is kind of the uh for lack of a better term the fun x-men book the one where people are you know, having high adventure. This is that ratcheted up even maybe another level. I really enjoyed it. Blake, did you like it? It was great. Cool. I love Nightcrawler. Uh, swinging to the opposite end of the spectrum and getting super depressing, we have Captain America number 13, written by Ray of Sunshine, Rick Remender, art by Nick Klein, which is always a treat. I love Nick Klein. We get a flashback to a bit of the origin of this new character, uh, the Iron Nail, who is going to be a thorn or a nail in the side of captain america if you will see his past interactions with not only nick fury and dum dum dugan of sword but also some cool winter soldier action 
that's all setting up what's going on here. But meanwhile, in the present, Nuke is still going around trying to win the wars that America didn't win and trying to wage his own crazy propaganda battle. Captain America and the Falcon go in to fight him. It's a brutal fight. It's got some stuff with Jet Black. We've got this big tease for something called Weapon Minus, which looks very interesting. And I'm not quite sure how Cap shell-shocked as he still is and overmatched by Nuke how he's, uh, he's going to get out of this one. So we're going to have to stay tuned on that one. Captain Marvel, number 17, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick, art by Felipe Andrade. This is a very special issue. It's the Carol Core issue. We've been waiting a long time for this. Um, it's, it's adorable. It's framed by Kit, the young protege of Captain Marvel, trying to get Captain Marvel to, uh, to engage in a Captain Marvel lesson with her. But that, by the end of the book, gets a twist. But the crux of the story is Captain Marvel, who hasn't really had a chance to breathe since she had her big sacrifice during Enemy Within and gave up a bunch of her memories. Then she went right off to Infinity. This is her trying to reconnect with her life, trying to reconnect with New York City, but, you know, having some trouble. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of happy because you see moments of the old Carol, but then she's confused at the time. Kelly Sue has really gotten a good handle on this character and making her even more interesting than she was before. There's some really sweet stuff with some kids. And a new nemesis is introduced. you got to read the book to find out more about her, but she's very interesting. Uh, her motivations are not simple, and hopefully we're going to see more of her moving forward. But she puts Captain Marvel into conflict with uh, a threat she can't stop on her own, and we end up seeing the Carol Corps, who are, of course, Captain Marvel's fans, both in real life and in the Marvel Universe in action, leads to some big status quo changes, big issues setting up, even bigger stuff to come in 2014. And the last page, uh, they don't spell anything out, but if you've been following the news, it's a pretty big tease for a new character who will be seen very soon. So very cool, very different, very special issue of Captain Marvel. Over in Cataclysm, The Ultimate's Last Stand, number one. I've been waiting for this one. It's a big one. Written by Ultimate Architects Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. Galactus is in the Ultimate Universe. He, after going through space and fighting against the Silver Surfer and Captain Marvel and all of them, he has touched down on Earth. Uh, the first person to encounter him is Miles Morales. It is much more than Miles can handle, but he goes after it anyways. Uh, he destroys a whole state kind of or a city i don't want to say which one it is but it's one that's near and dear to both blake and my hearts um i'll talk to you about it later but then the ultimates get involved and it's a big fight with galactus as ryan and i've been talking about in past episodes what's really neat here and what bendis and bagley keep up especially bagley just really turn it on on the art side um is galactus we've seen him fight Everyone in the Marvel Universe to the point where he has a time. He's always big, but he sometimes seems like just another villain. This is his first time in the Ultimate Universe. The people are overwhelmed by it, and this feels like a bigger fight than anything we've seen in a long time. So once again, just as I don't know how Captain America is going to stop Nuke, I'm not quite sure what the Ultimates are going to do against Galactus, but if you're looking for epic action on an old-school scale, this is where you're going to want to look. Next we have Daredevil Dark Knight Summer 6 written by Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Tony Silas. Um, this is a great story because it sees, Jimmy Palmiotti seems to be really good at doing, like, noir type stories. Does that make sense, Ben? Yeah, I think um, so. It's kind of Matt Murdock's uh, taking an FBI informant uh, to Florida 
and he sees uh, Misty Knight, and they kind of have a little back and forth <coughs> flirtatious thing going on, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just great. I mean, it's the art in this is fantastic. Um, I'm really looking forward to the future. How how many issues of this are? I'm not sure are how there? many this arc runs. It may be two, maybe three, but uh, it's definitely to be continued after this issue. It's all, it's kind of a, I think Daredevil's a little more. He's got more um, of an ego in this. Yeah, run, Jimmy definitely is, writes him with a little swagger, which yeah. I enjoyed. That's good. Yeah, it was a nice take on Daredevil. Yeah, Emerald City of Oz number five by Eric Chanauer and Scotty Young continues the adaptation of the Oz books. Uh, you pretty much know what you're getting from these guys at this point. It's adorable little bunny rabbits doing their thing, out of this world stuff. Scotty's art is fantastic. Pick it up if you're not already picking it up. And then we have Hulk and the Agents of Smash number two, story by Joe Caramanga. Um, this is obviously based on the uh, the popular television series, Hulk and the Agent of Smash. But what, what, what was that? It's my it's my TV voice. Oh, cool! Uh, you have a voice for TV. Yeah, this could be my children's corner thing. You have a face for radio, though. Thanks, man. Uh, this is based on Tony Stark has built all these Hulkbuster um, Iron Man armors for each member of the Agents of Smash, and. Uh, Hulk and his crew aren't too happy about that. Uh, it leads to some good uh, banter between Iron Man and the rest of the guys and girls and girl. Yes, girl. Uh, this is really cool. The 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 art in this is nice and um, it kind of there's a lot of humor in this too. Hulk Hulk's hilarious. Speaking of Tony Stark, over in his own book, Iron Man number eighteen, written by Karen Gillan. Art by Joe Bennett, a uh, guy we haven't seen too much of in the Marvel Universe lately, but a welcome return. Uh, we jump 30 years into the future, and the aftermath of the Seer Origin of Tony Stark, the Stark brothers, Tony and Arno, have apparently created Paradise, and we see what they have done, how they've changed Earth. There's some really cool design stuff going on. Uh, the story is called Iron Metropolitan. Uh, as we learn, I don't want to tip the hand too much because this is a story you should read, but not all is as it seems in this paradise future. These guys have designed, but we learn a lot about their relationship, their goals, their fears, what they want to do long term, and the story ends in a much different way than it begins and sets up the next phase for Iron Man and for Tony Stark specifically, and also uh, another new enemy gets introduced potentially during the end here. Now we have Longshot Saves the Marvel Universe number one, written by Christopher Hastings, art by Jacopo Camagni. Well done. That's great. Um, I thought I, to be honest, I wasn't that that familiar with Longshot as a character, but this is a really great introduction to him, at least for me, because I mean, this is like a day in the life of Longshot, and like, like there's a it, he just it's hungry, so he wants some some tacos so he you know like kind of wishes for some money to pay for the tacos because he's out of money but every every action has an equal or opposite reaction like a science or whatever but it's uh it really this this could be uh this could be a long-running story i think long shot 
is going to be the next big guy. Yeah. In the Marvel universe. You heard it here, Blake and Harris. There's um, Mr. Fantastic and Tony Stark coming to play, and they all have things happen to them that are long shots. Not really his fault, because you can't really tell what's going to happen, but uh, stay tuned. Yeah. And he's got a cool haircut. Very cool haircut. Yeah. Yeah. You know a thing or two about cool haircuts. You're telling me. I just did. Oh. Now we have Marvel Knight Spider-Man number two, written by Matt Kent, art by Marco Rudy. This is a game changer comic for me. It's really I cool. I am amazed. I was so happy reading this book. Like, this is what I felt when I started reading Hawkeye. Hmm. The new Hawkeye book. Like, the art in this, I've never really seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, like, it's a simple story, but they just, like, the way they build on this, I just, I can't even imagine. Like, it's there's a lot of heart into Spider-Man, and you see some things with villains I've never really seen before. Like, you kind of get in the psyche of, what, of Spider-Man and what he has to deal with on a daily basis. With not, so, not some of the bigger... Uh, Spider-Man villains, like kind of like B-level villains. So, um, I love this. Yeah, it's really different. Like you said, it's kind of just, it's just Spider-Man fighting villains. There's a larger trippy story to it, but the art is the star here. Matt Kent does a good job of just kind of letting Marco Rudy do his thing, and it's beautiful. It's like, it really, you're right, and it's 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 a whole nother level. So I can't imagine how much time that takes to do. Yeah, I literally, I've never seen every single page in a comic need to be on the wall of a museum. Yeah, it's beautiful yeah. stuff. Now we have Marvel's Captain America: The First Avenger adaptation number one, written by Peter David, art by Wellington Alves. Um, if you like the movie. This is a great, great uh, adaptation of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's also, it kind of gets you back. The movie, what came out like two years ago, mm-hmm. there's a new one coming down the horizon, so this is a good way to get people back. Yeah, nice way to set people up for Captain, Captain America, America Winter Soldier. This is part one of two, and uh, yeah, it, it uh, I'm not going to say pick up where the movie left off. It actually tells you the movie, but it's always cool to see a comic version of the movie. And a little bit of the uh, Tommy Lee Jones character looks exactly like Tommy Lee Jones, which is awesome. Which you should. Yep. Yeah. All right, moving right along to Mighty Avengers number three, wrapping up the Infinity tie-in here. Shuma Garath is unleashed in New York City, so this team finally comes together, full roster. Blue Marvel flies in. He's a great character. He's got that kind of you know mentor, fatherly feel to him. Uh, White Tiger and Power Man get back in the fight. Spider-Hero is very snarky here, and Luke Cage is holding it all together. Spectrum gets back in the fight. It's really just the joy of seeing this team working together, these unusual personalities, this interesting mix. Al Ewan does a great job writing it. Greg Land's art is very kinetic, very cool-looking. And they manage to uh, put up a fight against a very powerful enemy. The ending is kind of uplifting. Uh, it's nice. I like this team. I'm a fan of this mix of characters, and I like the way Al has balanced them out. And we'll see where they go from here. And finally, we finish up with X-Men Legacy 19. Of course, a favorite of the podcast, written by Cy Spurrier. Art this issue by Tan and Huat. Legion has been captured by Cyclops' X-Men and turned over to um, S.W.O.R.D., and they are now holding him prisoner for the original Golden Age Vision, Arcus, 
who is pissed because Legion beat him up a few issues ago. He kind of walks Legion through all the things he's done and why everything is his fault, that it's a matter of perspective, things that are going wrong, demons that have been unleashed as a result of Legion. It's a very uh, trippy, all-over-the-place story. Ark is kind of funny because he's one of those very serious, takes himself very importantly characters, but uh, Spurrier tweaks him a little bit here and there. And... He has dire plans for Legion and introduces a very neat weapon entity at the end of the book. So, Blake, what was your pick for Twin of the Week? Marvel Knight Spider-Man. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. The best thing in the world. Yeah, Marvel Knight Spider-Man is great. Uh, I want to give some love to Captain Marvel number 17 because I think that was a really special issue. I don't think people are going to dig that. Um, but mine is going to be Amazing X-Men number one, which you actually mm-hmm. covered. thought the art was great. Love the banter. Love Firestar getting in the mix, and very excited about the return of Nightcrawler. Yep. But all the books came out this week. Good stuff. It's a good week. It's under the radar stuff. Sneaking in there. And uh, let's talk about what collections we have on sale this week, Blake. We have Avengers West Coast, Avengers Omnibus, Volume 2, Hardcover, and then Daredevil by Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen, Omnibus, Hardcover, <clears throat> Hawkeye Volume 1, Hardcover. Marvel First, the 1980s, Volume 1, Trade Paperback. Marvel's Thor of the Dark World, The Art of the Movie Slipcase, Hardcover. Uh, Odd Road to Oz, Trade Paperback. Shield Origins, Trade Paperback. Thanos Redemption, Trade Paperback. And Uncanny X-Men, Volume 2, Broken, Hardcover. Over on the Marvel Comics app, we've got everything we discussed this week with the... No, actually, we've got everything we discussed this week... Plus, we've got uh, issue number five of Iron Man Fatal Frontier, the Infinite comic, as well as Shield Origins, number one. We've got Dark Reign, Lethal Legion, the full three-issue series, Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, number 36. Uh, We've got the November 2013 Marvel Previews catalog. And then from the Infinity Gauntlet Aftermath collection, Silver Surfer, number 60 through 66, and Warlock and the Infinity Watch, number one through six. That's one of my favorite books from when I was a kid. X-Men 2099, mm-hmm. 1 through 9. I know you're 2099. I have all those. The X-Men ones? Yeah. I love the X-Men ones. And collections on the app, Blake? Uh, we have Avengers Arena, Volume 1, Kill or Die. Yeah. Your ca- s- it's your kind of philosophy. I'm going to say the last word weird every time. Okay. Avengers, The Initiative, Volume 3, Secret Invasion. I think it would have worked better if you hadn't said what you were going to do. This think. works. Okay. Cable and X-Force, Volume 1, Wanted. Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 4. I wasn't sure how you were going to do that. <laughs> FF by Jonathan Dickman, Volume 3. You missed it there. Uncanny X-Men, Quarantine. Uncanny X-Men, Volume 2, Broken. Then freshly digitized on Marvel Unlimited this week is Alpha Number 4, Avengers Number 11 from the current series, Astonishing X-Men Number 62, Iron Man, Coming to the Melter Number 1, Thanos Rising Number 2, Age of Ultron Number 7, Indestructible Hulk Number 7, Iron Man number 9 from the current volume, Superior Spider-Man number 9, Hawkeye number 10, X-Men Legacy number 10, All-New X-Men number 11, Winter Soldier number 18, Ultimate Comics X-Men number 26, Red She-Hulk number 65, X-Factor number 255, and Iron Man number 258.1. And now we're going to turn things over to Strami for whatever it is he does during this section. I don't really know. You listen to him. What does he usually talk about? Uh, He just complains about the weather. All right, Strami, complain about the weather. 
Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marv.com Associate Editor Mark Strom coming at you, as always, from sunny Los Angeles. This week, we, of course, have Thor The Dark World in theaters and IMAX 3D, finally. I've seen it twice already. I have enjoyed it immensely both times. If you're a Thor fan, if you're a Loki fan, if you're a Marvel fan, if you're just a person with good taste, I am sure you will absolutely love it. Of course, you will be able to see it starting tonight in theaters, tonight being Thursday. And all weekend long, go out, see it. You can't miss it. Of course, as always, stay until the very end because uh, there are some surprises in store for you there. And, yeah, I don't know what more can be said at this point about it other than go see it. And on air this week, of course, we have new episodes of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man and Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash inside Marvel Universe at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Disney XD. The... New episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man is titled simply Ultimate. It is a huge fight between Spider-Man and the Goblin as the Goblin turns Spidey's teammates into Goblin-fied versions of themselves. So that is, yeah, pretty much the Spider-Man Goblin battle to end all Spider-Man Goblin battles. And following that, we have a new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash, The Scar Whisperer, which features tons of Marvel characters, Doc Sampson, The Absorbing Man, The Wrecking Crew. Scar goes and has a chat with Sampson in order to uh, sort of try and find some inner calm, I guess you could say, while the team goes up against The Absorbing Man. Of course, we have new clips from both episodes up on marvel.com check them out right now also up on marvel.com as well as our youtube channel at youtube.com slash marvel is lego marvel superheroes maximum overload which is a really 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 fun five-part animated shorts series it features your favorite heroes everyone from Iron Man and Spider-Man and Wolverine and Captain America and Hulk and Thor and they all go up against Loki and Loki enlists the aid of some of the biggest villains in the Marvel Universe including the Mandarin and Venom. You really don't want to miss these. They are incredibly funny, incredibly enjoyable. Of course you can see them all on our YouTube channel as well as Marvel.com. Finally, we've got a new episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. coming up this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. This episode, we just announced, introduces Victoria Hand from Brian Bendis' Dark Avengers and New Avengers runs to the series. She's played by Saffron Burroughs. We have three first-look images up on Marvel.com right now that give you a look at her in the role, and they really nailed the look in my opinion this really does look like Victoria Hand brought to life this episode of course also features the return of Agent Jasper Sitwell from the Marvel films he makes his first appearance in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
So check all that out. I'm going to kick you guys over to the fine fellows in New York for a little bit, but I will be back with you again shortly with some news. Thanks for that, Mark. Sure is hot out there in California. What do you think, Blake? It's hot. It's a hot one. Why are you looking over there when you looking talk? Looking for a pen. All right, Keep going. Go find, a, go find a pen. I'll vamp. Uh, all right. News for this week. The big news is we are still rolling out our all-new Marvel Now releases. And the big one this week is that we announced Miss Marvel, which is going to be a new ongoing series, kind of spinning out of Captain Marvel, but more or less standing on its own. It's about Kamala Khan, a new character. Uh, she is a Pakistani Muslim immigrant from Jersey City. Uh, she is very cool. Uh, I know a lot about her from Son Aminat, who's editing that. The book is going to be by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona, which is a pretty, pretty phenomenal creative team. That's going to be a cool book coming your way this February. We also announced that Chris Anka is going to be doing art on Brian Wood's X-Men with an story arc called Ghosts. And we've got more coming up this week. So after you listen to this podcast, at least one or two more big all-new Marvel Now launches and storylines to talk about this week. You got any news, Blake? You're, I mean... Your end of the world? It's getting cold out there, which means the holidays are coming up, everyone. So there's, like, toys and... and um, Lots of lots of t-shirts to buy. Yeah. So go to the gear and the toys section on marvel.com. Very true. It's a good place to start uh, start looking for your holiday shopping. Yep. We will have you back with a uh, segment every week until the holidays. I'll do it. Blake's Holiday Corner. I'll do it. That wasn't hard. All right. I think we got some more news from uh, Cranky Strom out there on the West Coast. So, uh, Stromy, tell us what's going on with movies and TV and whatever else it is you work on. Welcome back once again this week in Marvelites. Marvel.com Associate Editor Mark Strom joining you once more with some big, big, big news, namely that Marvel has partnered with Netflix to deliver four original series and a miniseries event, which is huge. We've got new series featuring Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and then the Defenders miniseries event. We can't really say much about it at this point, but needless to say, I am super excited for this. So, of course, for the latest on this as it develops, follow Marvel.com. But... In the meantime, there is some more stuff I can tell you more about, such as Thor The Dark World, where I already mentioned that's in theaters as of tonight, actually, and this week we are, of course, bringing you tons of new stuff, including a new video interview with Zachary Levi, who plays Fandral in the film. He stopped by the Marvel offices in New York, and we chat him up on some of his favorite heroes and more. We've got, of course, the live red carpet premiere of Thor The Dark World in Los Angeles. You can re-watch our broadcasts from that at marvel.com slash Thor TDW Live. And you can see as we chat with all the stars, including Chris Hemsworth and Tom Hiddleston and Anthony Hopkins and Jamie Alexander and Zachary Levi and Ray Stevenson and the director, Alan Taylor, producer Kevin Feige, executive producer Louis Despacito, and tons more. 
We also brought news that Thor will be out in IMAX 3D starting tomorrow, Friday. So go check it out. And of course, if you see the film in 3D, you also get that special extended preview of Marvel's Captain America, The Winter Soldier. And finally, we brought you an interview with Jake Morrison, who worked on the film's visual effects, and talked with him a little about just what went into creating, well, basically the movie. You know, the dark dark elves ships, just their entire look, all of that. You can find that on marvel.com. As well as all that, we also have some new features on LEGO Marvel Super Heroes Maximum Overload, including a look at some of the character concept art, as well as an interview with one of the series' executive producers, which we will be running tomorrow, I believe. And in celebration of the big slobber knocker over in Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man between Spidey and the Goblin, we've been bringing you more on that episode, including some behind-the-scenes interviews with Steven Weber, who voices Norman Osborn the Goblin, a new clip, and we've got even more surprises coming your way this week. So keep an eye out for all of those. Pretty much covers everything I have for this week, so I thank you once again for listening. I wish you a splendiferous weekend, a great week, and I will speak with you once more in seven days. Thanks, Mark, I guess. I mean, that was what it was. Uh, the news is very exciting. I just wish you could be a little more excited about your delivery. Uh, all right, so Blake and I are now going to tackle your questions, comments, and concerns. Use the hashtag This Week in Marvel to get in touch with us. You can also tweet us directly. I'm at Ben J. Morse. He's at Blake Garris. We have lots of interesting stuff to say. Uh, my mom's on Twitter now, which I learned about the other day. But you know what's more shocking? I learned... Your sister. Yeah. But here's the thing. My sister's been on Twitter since 2009, and I just didn't know. Was she following you? No. That's how I found out, is because she started following me last night. And I'm like, oh, she must have just joined because my mom joined. But no, she followed my mom, and then she, I guess, noticed that I was on. And I was like, oh, maybe she never tweets. Nope, tweets all the time. She knows you're on Twitter. She knows I'm on That's Twitter. That's all you talk about. That's all I talk about. It's like the center of my universe. <laughs> and, uh, and I've seen her, you know, many times a year since 2009, so whatever. Twitter is its own thing, but we're going to talk about your questions and comments now. Start out with Matthew Witkowski, who thanks me for This Week in Marvel 103.5, another great insight into the Infinity series. That's, of course, me and Tom Brevoort talking it up. Uh, we'll be doing another one of those when Infinity Number 6 comes out. Asbiv, Stephen Barr, The Week in Marvel Infinity Podcast continues to make the story sound great. Will the trade collection be available for my Christmas list? I'm not sure when the Infinity trade collection comes out i would imagine maybe not in time for your christmas list uh unless you celebrate christmas in like next february because i bet that's when it comes out but you know what check out the uh marvel catalog and also you can of course get the issues digitally and you can uh ask for those fun this week in marvel podcast with the x-men editors that was a couple weeks ago nightcrawler has always been my favorite so glad he made top two Colossus and Storm, great too. Who's your favorite X Men, Blake? Uh, it kind of changed. It was Wolverine. Yeah, I don't know anymore. You don't know anymore? Yeah. Wow. He sold out. How do you sell? How do you sell out? It was like a big, you know, the big shot. 
principal dude or whatever. So becoming a teacher is becoming a sellout yep. in your eyes. He's the man. Interesting. He is the man. Satisfying three-part story, Arms of the Octopus. I read good characterizations and great art. Happy to share digital codes with others. Yeah, Arms of the Octopus was a great story. What are you doing back there, man? The Hulk costume <laughs> fell over. Oh, little glimpse behind the curtain <laughs> there. All right, Ref Gimlin. Great point five this week in Marvel. Up with Scott Adsit. Also good to get an appearance from Brennan Nader. Uh, Tom Brennan, that's arguable. <laughs> Were you there with us when we did Scott Adsit? Uh, no. He stepped out so Brennan could step in. Yeah. Did you listen to it? Yeah. You it, was, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. So good Marvel 103, the Horizon Labs crew will keep the name alive in honor of Dan Slott's creation. What we become, that is very cool to hear. Robert, Robert of course, we hung out with at uh, New York Comic Con. He's British. He is British. That's true. Good insight, Blake. This is why we have you on here. <laughs> Highlight of this week in Marvel Infinity, episode 103.5 of Tom Freeport was Ben J. Moore suggesting Crystal as Thane's mother. You know, I buy it. Thank you, Robert. Get on board that train. Uh, it's leaving the station. If he's British, why don't you talk like him in a British accent when you say his Why don't you do it? Why don't you read some of these? I might. Not yet? No. I'm okay. not feeling it. Okay. More from Robert, this week in Marvel. A new Marvel Now book that I'm excited about has to be She-Hulk, for sure. Yeah, She-Hulk's going to be really good. Uh, Ryan's sending over some notes from the Creative Summit. They had a nice summary of the first few issues of She-Hulk by Charles Soule and Javier Polito. Sounds like it's going to be really good. If you guys dig Hawkeye, I think She-Hulk's going to be another book for you. Lost appearances and lost questions, tweets, sad time. The show continues to rock, of course, so you've not lost me. This is, of course, because we lost his appearance at New York Comic Con because Blake uh, lost the microphone. That we it's all me. <laughs> Blake was not even in the room when any of this happened. Uh, the X-Men editor's roundtable was absolutely epic. Credit to all involved. Great stories and comments. Thanks, Ben J. Morse. And he said to Daniel Ketchum, he loved the Storm Weave comment. And it's always a pleasure to have him on the show or Marvel AR. You're a good friend of Daniel's. I think it's a pleasure to have him on the show or Marvel AR. What'd you, what'd you have for lunch? What did I have for lunch? The, Today? No, there. Oh, I didn't eat. Wow, professional. Because I was a pro, yeah. yeah. I was like, someone needs to not be eating to keep going. I ate after. I ate after wow. we recorded. But thank you. Not listening to this week in Marvel 105 yet, but just seeing that Tomb URC is Avengers Disassembled. Oh my God, love this story. Can't wait. So guys, if you're not, Please make sure to read that. He then in, instructs uh, Gunhild Skjold and VV Heitlaw. Subscribe to Marvel Unlimited or hit up This Week in Marvel for suggestions if you have favorite characters. Um, asking Tom Brennan, do I get any leniency if I say it was good to have you on another episode of This Week in Marvel? After Tom and him got into a little argument about some, about some Dark Avengers recap page. I don't know what all this drama is. Um, then wants to know, will we see the Dark Avengers cast appearing in the near future? We've seen Barney, but what of Scar, U.S. Agent, etc. Gene uh, Covington is going to be an Avengers Assemble. So there you go. Surface with a smile. She's coming up soon. And of course, I'm sure we'll see Scar and U.S. Agent, all those guys again, but nothing right away. All right. And then we got Jose, or Jose Oz, just saying, excellent episode. Don't even know what episode he's talking about, but... We would, you would agree, right? We all get to pick which one. All right. Alan John Wilkinson. Okay, fine, Platum. I have Moon Knight now. Please don't do the earn the right to buy in the future. Uh, yeah, that was another Moon Knight. Like, Squirrel Girl was the whole earn the right to buy uh, Marvel Avengers Alliance thing. We talked to some of the folks from Avengers Alliance when we were at New York Comic Con. They said probably not too many more of those in the future. Uh, there have not been 
particularly well responded <laughs> to. So I don't think you'll see too many more, but we'll see. Uh, here's an idea. The Twim Lullaby CD, read by Agent M and Ben J. Morse. That sounds terrible. Do it. Terrible. I'm with you. Terrible, terrible. Um, some questions about Avengers Alliance. When you've wiped out an 81% scrapper curse, a 5% scrapper curse becomes hilarious. I love Empowered ISO. I've not really gotten to play with the Empowered ISO. Uh, I've got a little, but I haven't used it all, so that's cool to know it's coming up. Finally, if my agent and Iron Fist can provide the debuff, Scrapper Curse becomes Captain America's censored with delicious ease. Good to hear, Alan. Glad you're enjoying it. Jeremiah Lupo says to our good friend Christopher Daniels, just listen to This Week in Marvel, you were on, now I'm watching you at the Live Impact Wrestling tapings. How does he do it? I don't know. He's all over the place. Luisa Mononutu Guardians of the Galaxy. Listen to a new This Week in Marvel with Tom Brevoort discussing Marvel Infinity. Cool. Jim Radloff just finished Twim 103.5. If Avengers had to answer for war crimes, ABX would have been a two-issue event. Well put. Gunhild Skilled. Calling in from uh, the fabled land of Asgard. Saying to listen to the new Twim, but I don't think I can do it now because I'll fall asleep. That's what, uh, that's what Blake does when he edits Burn. every week. No, I think she's doing... She's just she's tired. It had nothing to do with us being bored. Uh, you fall asleep because you're bored by us. Oh. Uh, saw the trailer for X-Men Days of Future Past. I am so excited. Did you see that trailer yet? Yeah. You excited? Yeah. Cable. Really not Cable. Cable is not uh, in the movie. <laughs> what is uh, wrong with you? Bishop. Oh, my God. So, I have plans in place to see Thor 2 three times, but let's be honest, it's probably going to be more. I mean, I saw The Avengers at the cinema six times. Jeez. It was the best movie I've ever seen. I'm crying in joy. Ah, Blake says, "Geez, geez, Louise." Christopher Short, twin fan. Apparently, in John Byrne's run on Hulk in the late '80s, Banner is a mutant because he can survive a gamma bomb. Is this true? I've not read that run in a little while. I know a lot of things have been thrown out there about Banner in the past. As far as I know, he is not a mutant. Uh, he just survived the gamma bomb, kind of on a fluke. Uh, so we'll stick with that for the time being. Not a mutant. It's the re-rise of the Midnight Suns, Ghost Rider and Blade. But seriously, I would love to see a sequel to Rise of the Midnight Suns. You ever read like Ghost Rider and stuff when you were a kid? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say I didn't tell you. I met Stephen Dorff the other day. You met Stephen Dorff? Yeah. When you say met, what did you do? Just talk to him for a second. Yeah. He what, was in Blade. Yeah. What did he have to say? Uh. Like, what was your conversation? Just give me the, give uh, me the quick one. So I Ghost Rider was a good. Yeah. Um, so you're well, not. So you're not gonna spill the beans. Listen, here? I met Stephen Dorff, and that's in the conversation. Was the conversation, Mr. Dorff? May I have a picture with yes. you? Yes. And was the response yes? Yes. It's a great conversation. Why is it great? He's Why a you great guy. Blade's a great film. Blade is a fine film. Uh, new Deadpool comic, Dracula plus continuity. I love you, Marvel. We love you, too. Longshot should have been number one on the top X-Men list. Really? You like Longshot now. You're a big I do, Longshot but number now. one, wow. Yeah, that seems up there. He wasn't even X-Men for that long. Great Lake Avengers changed their name after a cease and desist to Great Lakes X-Men, Squirrel Girl, and Flatman for Top 10 X-Men. It didn't last very long, though, then. They changed it after that to the Great Lake Champions, and I think eventually went back to Great Lake Avengers. Uh, mentioned on 104.5, this week in Marvel, thought I'd share, super creepy and super funny, and then there's a picture, but I can't press it because it's on a piece of paper, so I can't go to the link. 
Sorry about that. My top 10. Number one, Cypher. Number two, Warlock. Number three, Longshot. Number four, Nightcrawler. Number five, Forge. Number six, Beast. Number seven, Colossus. Number eight, Angel. Number nine, Magic. Number 10, Mystique. He already yeah. changed his own yeah. thing. Yeah, so I guess Longshot's not number one. That is a uh, absolutely insane top 10, Christopher. <laughs> Interesting. More from Christopher, another fine podcast. 104.5, I think, is my favorite .5 yet. Um, what was 104.5? I think that was the X-Men one. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was the X-Men one. Cool. So all those .5s you've done uh, were, were for nothing because mine was the best one. And you didn't even have lunch with them. I didn't even have lunch with them. I was a pro. Stunner, yay 90s Spider-Man. Very excited to see Stunner back. Just finished Trial of the Punisher. Good stuff. Just a two-issue story. Why not a large one-shot? Still good, though. Uh, I don't know. That's just how they wanted to format it. And moving on to HWU, Haywood. My top five X-Men is Archangel, Rogue, Magneto, Jean Grey, and Logan. Powers and tweeners like CM Punk. Not bad. It's a good list. I like that list. I like that list. Um, yep, Ryan, you were right. PvP is a waste of gold than silver after the crash. Hashtag sour grapes. Some Avenger Alliance problems. Twin pick is Indestructible Hulk 14. Seeing the different Hulks and how Banner saves himself for a moment was cool. Can't get enough of how cool the Winter Soldier trailer was. And screw Dark World, I want this now. Dark World's going to be pretty, pretty cool too. So enjoy them all. Let me, can I tweet something to you? Yeah, tweet something to me right now. Are Archangel and Angel, were they two different things in the, in the top X-Men? You got to use the hashtag. Uh, this week in Marvel. Stop tapping the table. You're always complaining that there's extraneous sound on this. It's because you're hitting the table. Archangel or Angel? Uh, they're the same. Okay. Angel became Archangel, and then he went back to being Angel. So, so nobody could pick Angel. You couldn't pick Angel and then Archangel. That would be insane. That would be crazy. You have too much power. Yeah. I agree. Uh, to me, good job trying to moderate the crazy X editors. It uh, wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. They were, they were pretty in line, mostly because they were eating. So they couldn't talk that much. Tomb of the Week has to be Avengers 22. It's Calm Before the Storm. Pep Talks and Romance happens. Sounds like a Blake Garris day. New X-Factor lineup looks kooky, but this is what Peter David does. And please let Salvador La Roca stay on Cable and X-Force. Uh, we'll have some news on Salvador La Roca as well as X-Force in the near future. He's going to be doing an issue on Candy Avengers, so that should be cool. And telling me to please download Marvel Puzzle Quest. It is good. Well Haywood, I did last week, and I have been really enjoying it. Nice. It's, uh, it's a fun little game. Frankencastle. I've forgotten what this week in Marvel episode I'm on in my twin marathon. I hope you worked that out. You should uh, tweet Blake. He'll help you. Right? Right. Yes. And Justin Washu O'Brien. Catch up on this week in Marvel, knocking all four episodes I have in the queue tonight. That is dedication. I don't know if I could listen to us talk for that long. Curious WP616 is asking Chloe Bennett from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a question. Do you want Sky to get a superpower or a special weapon for combat? Uh, neither of us are Chloe Bennett, so I'm not going to attempt to answer that. Kyle Charles. Superior Spider-Man keeps getting better and better. Two Spider-Men are running now. I'm so happy I could cry. That's how you felt with Spider-Man 2099. Yep. Uh, I didn't know Speedball was so short or Sam is really tall. Showing, uh, talking about Speedball showing up in Nova. Yeah, I didn't. I was I was a little uh, thrown by that as well. But I guess Speedball is really short. Who knew? Since Dawkins' death, every time him and Logan are on the same page, it feels so emotional. Absolutely, and that's going on in Uncanny Avengers right now. Really want to see more from the possible future X Men and Brotherhood and from uh, Battle of the Atom. That would be mega awesome. Stay tuned. Some of them stayed in the present, and uh, you can always you can always hear more. Blake's shaking his head at me. 
Why are you shaking your head at me? I don't know. You don't know. Just remember, puppies always make the Hulk happy. Puppies make you happy. They don't make... Ben hates animals. That's not true. Um, but does anything make you happy? Ben hates animals. I don't hate animals. I have no problem with animals. What are you talking about? What are you basing this on? Ben hates them. All right. This is like having a conversation with a brick wall. Except the brick wall has a better personality. Scarlet Spider keeps getting better and better. That was a heart-pounding issue. Those Cravens, evil as heck. And the art in Guardians of the Galaxy was amazing. Love the stand-in artist. That's Francesco Francovilla, but I do miss Sarah Pacelli. Don't worry, she's coming back. She uh, is the regular artist on that book. Uh, I've got a few retweets here. We can skip... All of those. Lots of people love the uh, X-Men 50th anniversary. Yeah, a lot of people like the X-Men 50th anniversary edition. Uh, we'll have to let Mandy know she does not need to copy and paste every time someone retweets that they <laughs> liked it. Man. <laughs> they really, uh, really did a lot. Uh, Algin Go sent us a picture of him and Kristen at Magic Kingdom as Thor and Sif. Did you see it? I did not. He sent it to all of us. Oh, I did see it. I did see it. It was, nice. it was really good. Yeah, they did a really good job, and they did it on Halloween. So that was awesome. Michael Timpe, Battle of the Atom number two, book of the week. No idea what's coming next. Just you wait. James, Frankie, watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I can't stop thinking how well a Heroes for Hire show would work. That would be pretty cool. Who knows? Maybe someday. So, Nanny from Inferno is supposed to be the same Nanny from X-Men 112 and 113. How? She really let herself go. Uh, she got redesigned. And, you know, stuff happened. Comics. One Patriot, somewhere around 57 minutes into This Week in Marvel 103, this is, there's an editing snafu involving swearing. It's, it's funny, I cut out the part oh, right. that you said, that was, and then that was there was apparently a part after, Yep. so you mentioned that you got off scot-free because you didn't say it. I know. That just shows you that Blake pays absolute attention when he is editing these podcasts. Yes. Nothing slips by him. Adam Smith, Gambit to X-Factor and Kitty Quit. Sad that Wolvie's school lost my two favorite characters. Well, Gambit has not left yet. Got to see how that's going to work in X-Factor. He may pull double duty, but we'll see. And he'll still have uh, everything to go. Tech Lord, Hank, Wasp, Storm, and Panther, Divorce, Spidey and MJ, Retcon, Reed Neglect, Sue. Are there any good Marvel couples? Um, I think there are a lot of good Marvel couples. I think a lot of those couples are, are strong. I think Spidey and MJ are still a great couple. I think no. Reed and Sue are still a good couple. Blake disagrees. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of turmoil. I'm trying to think of who's a nice, good, consistent Marvel couple. Who is Professor kind of... X and uh, who? Uh, Moore McTaggart? They 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 were together like in flashback years ago. But that time, yeah, that magical the time, Marvel couple. There you go. So uh, Professor X and Moore McTaggart. I like Moore McTaggart and Banshee. But they were a good couple. No, you weren't into that. Who else is there? I always like Nova and Amarita, but Nova's dead. Banshee's a lone wolf. Banshee's a lone needs wolf. Needs to fly. He needs to fly with his sound waves. Yeah. Uh, you know who's a good Marvel couple? Madrox and Layla Miller. They're very happy right yeah, now. Yeah, that, that's that'll do. Go. Uh, that'll do. For now. For now. Uh, here's one that I think is in Russian. Do you read? Can you read this? Yeah. Thor: The Dark World. Cool. Yeah, that was uh, that was the English part. Thanks for. Thanks for what you usually give me. Um, Dominique B. Does anyone have a Cataclysm point one issue code that I could have? Please, hopefully someone helped Dominique out. Um, listen to this week in Marvel episode 105 before I go to bed. Bad idea. Uh, that could be because it kept you up because it's so exciting. Or maybe it scared you because we were talking about Inferno. 
uh, as you say, us talking about Inferno isn't exactly a lullaby. Hey, this week Marvel, if we're doing Avenger stories for Twim URC, can we get Civil War, please? Hmm. Got a few That's more a weeks. One. That's a good one. Simon Sebs, is there an update coming to Marvel AR app soon? I can't seem to get it to work on my phone anymore. Hmm. Kick that one over to Judy Stevens, see what she has to say. Uh, Simon Sebs, send a tweet to at OMG underscore DJ underscore Judy. J-U-D-Y. Yes, that is her Twitter. Judy Stevens, she'll try to help you out. All right, we got finishing up here. Chris Vaughn, Immortal Thor 99. If I wanted to give someone a gift card that would work at the Marvel store, is there a specific one I should get? That would be a good question for Michael Cram, maybe? Yeah. Is Michael Cram on Twitter? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, tweet tweet Ryan about that. He's not here. <laughs> Let's put that one on him. Tweet Agent M and ask him what he thinks about that. Finally, can we get a spec up or Executioner's Song of Avengers Alliance, and who do you think the two bonus characters should be? Oh, my God. I wish Ryan was here for this and not you. Um, I love wow. ha- I love having you here, though. Uh, Executioner's Song of Spec Up would be amazing. Uh, the two bonus characters would have to be uh, Cannonball and <sighs> Strife would be the villain so he wouldn't be in there um, <clears throat> Cannonball would be one and maybe Polaris as the other because they make it almost to the end I don't know there's so many good options maybe Apocalypse because he helps out oh, I like Apocalypse, Apocalypse could be the one of the characters I don't know I gotta think about this I need a whole week to think about this Chris Hutchinson, latest spec up, really feels like Throw the Dark World from the Avengers Earth's point of view. That's what they were going for. Ryan Hood, checking in quickly on Twim URC, saying, Reliving Avengers 500, every crazy page makes me wonder why everyone doesn't look at Scarlet Witch like Rogue does. Indeed. And that is a wrap on another episode of This Week in Marvel, episode 106. Blake, how, uh, how was it for you? Good to be back. It's great to have you. Yeah. It was really, uh, it was really a pleasure. All right, so you guys go on Marvel Unlimited, read Avengers Disassembled, use the hashtag TwimURC to tweet us for the reading club next week. And of course, what did I say? Tawaiit us. What's what's our point five podcast next week? Do you have any ideas? It's a little preview. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You don't have one for me. It's not me next week. So I'm back. You're back. You get to pick one. Ooh, tough. All right, so Blake will have something for you next Tuesday. Otherwise, what did we get? <laughs> Tuesday day? All right, it's time to end this before I screw up any more words. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. This is Marvel. Your universe. Boom! <laughs>